0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Coming up on today's edition of A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings practical counsel for our prayer lives.
1: All prayers are answered effectively, right? Yes, no, or wait. We don't like no generally. We usually are happy with yes. We definitely don't like wait, but is there anything we can do to see our prayers answered more often in the affirmative? I believe there is. So I wanna talk to you about secrets to having your prayers answered in the affirmative.
0: This is the day when the lost are found. important privileges and one of our most powerful tools. Yet many of us don't feel like we've maximized our prayer lives. Today on A New Beginning, hopefully we'll all take a giant step forward. Pastor Greg Laurie looks into the Lord's model for prayer to bring us some practical counsel we can all put to work today. He's in Hawaii today, having just visited and preached at one of the satellite campuses of his home church in Southern California.
1: Now, if you're in a restaurant and someone is seated at a table near you and they're having a conversation you may not even be noticing, but if one of them says, I wanna tell you a secret and no matter what, I don't want you to share this with anyone, question, do you listen in? Of course you do. Even if you don't know the people, you wanna know a secret. You know, a game I often play with my grandkids is when we're going somewhere, maybe in a restaurant or here or there, I'll say, you know, we can go the regular way or we can go the secret way. Which way do you want to go? They always say, we want to go the secret way. And I just take them in a side door or something. But I think we all like secrets. Reminds me of three psychiatrists that were at a convention and they were hanging out together and one of them said, you know, the problem is we hear everybody else's problems, but we don't have anyone that we can discuss our problems with. And wouldn't it be nice if we could all just share what we're struggling with? And and hey, if we can't trust each other, who can we trust? They all agreed. So the first guy said, you know, here's my problem. I have a real issue with overspending. Oh, so I'm always spending too much money. So now I overbill my patients and they pay for it. The second guy said, oh, well, I have a problem with drugs. In fact, I actually have my patients go out and buy me illegal drugs. The third guy said, oh... Well, my problem is I can't keep secrets and I can't wait to get out of this place. And guess what? God has some secrets too. In fact, the Bible says, the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. Now, in a way, they're not really secrets because they're plainly in the pages of the Bible. But I think for some, they might seem like a secret because they've never heard these things before. So I wanna talk to you in this message about secrets to having your prayers answered Listen, in the affirmative. You know, all all prayers are answered effectively, right? Yes, no, or wait. Uh, We don't like no generally. We usually are happy with yes. We definitely don't like wait. But is there anything we can do to see our prayers answered more often in the affirmative? I believe there is. So I want to talk to you about secrets to having your prayers answered in the affirmative. Jesus said, after this manner, therefore you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. I love that prayer. As I pointed out, it's not just a great prayer to pray, it's a template for all prayer. Heard a story of a father and his little boy who were praying before bed, and and the dad said, son, go ahead and pray, and the little guy prayed. Our father who art in heaven, Howard be your name. The dad stops him, what? Why did you call God Howard? Well, dad, that's what they call him. Down at church, the little guy said. The father said, what are you talking about? The little boy said, they, they pray, our Father who art in heaven, Howard be your name. No, it's not Howard, it's hallowed. What does that mean? It means set apart, honored, and glorified be the name of the Lord. For us as followers of Jesus, we need to understand that when we come into God's presence, we need to just stop and recognize we're speaking to the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving creator of the universe. I think if we will do that, it will change the way that we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Just let it sink in for a moment. And then we pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Effectively, we're saying to the Lord, if what I'm about to pray violates your will in any way, shape, or form, I ask you to overrule it. One thing you'll discover after you've walked with the Lord for a time is God's plans are better than your plans, and His will is better than your will. Remember, Jesus there in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. He was submitting to the will of the Father. You say, but yeah, but Greg, then he was beaten and crucified. Yes, and all the sins of the world were paid for. Sometimes the will of God doesn't look good in the moment, but in the big picture, you'll see that it really was good. I'm convinced when we get to heaven, and look back on the events of Earth from a eternal perspective, we'll see everything differently. I think perhaps things we thought were good on Earth will determine later may not have been as good as we thought and things that we were sure were really bad on Earth ultimately work together for God's good. So never be afraid to commit your purpose and your future to God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on Earth as it is in Heaven. Then Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Basically, when we pray that prayer, we're acknowledging that everything that we have has come from God, and everything that we need in the future must continue to come from God. But now we come to the first secret to answered prayer. If you don't get this one right, nothing else really matters. Here it is. He teaches us to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. If I have unconfessed sin in my life, all of the prayers in the world will really accomplish nothing. God says, it's not that my ear is heavy that I can't hear. It's not that my arm is short that I can't save, but your sins have separated you from me. The psalmist said, if I regard or hang on to iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. If you don't confess your sins, it's like you just hung your phone up on God. There still may be relationship. That doesn't go away because that's given to you as a result of your believing in Jesus. But fellowship and communication can be severed temporarily, but it can be reconnected to the confession of sin. Some say, well, I don't really know that I have any sins to confess. Oh, we have to go back to the first part of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. The more we see God in his glory, the more we'll see ourselves and our sinfulness. So here's the point. We have to come and admit our sin, and we have sin. You know, I've kind of light-colored pants on today, and I always notice whenever I wear light pants, I spill on myself more. But you know what I realize? Is I am always spilling on myself. I just wear dark jeans normally, and I don't see the stains. And I think you sin more than you think you sin, because there's sins of commission and omission. A sin of commission, of course, is doing what you should not do. A sin of omission is not doing what you should do. So just trust me when I tell you, it's a good thing on a regular basis, on a daily basis, hey, maybe even on an hourly basis to say, forgive us our sin, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Thanks for
0: joining us today on A New Beginning. We've caught up with Pastor Greg Laurie today in Hawaii. He often preaches there at the satellite campus of Harvest Christian Fellowship on the island of Maui. And today, he's bringing us some insights on prayer.
1: Okay, now principle number two for having your prayer answered in the affirmative, another secret, this is a big one. You must forgive others. Let's go back to the Lord's Prayer again. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Now, I think we're okay with the part about being forgiven by God. Here's the big one. Are we willing to forgive other people? Listen, forgiven people need to be forgiving people. See, if you're not forgiven by God, then you're racked with guilt. But if you don't forgive others, you're consumed by bitterness. Unforgiving people are bitter people. No one wants to hang around them because they're always upset and they're always ranting. They they dine out alone, you know, uh, when the announcement is made, bitter, party of one. <laughs> you need to forgive. Is there someone right now that you need to forgive that has sinned against you? Here's what Jesus says. If you come and you bring your gift in the temple and you remember that someone has something against you, go to that person and seek reconciliation with them, then bring your gift to the altar. not interesting? He's saying that they have something against you. You might say, well, that's their problem. Actually, no, it's kind of your problem too. You need to deal with it, and you need to go to that person, and you need to forgive them. It was C.S. Lewis who once said, Forgiveness is a lovely idea until we have someone to forgive. You know, another way that verse is translated, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us, is forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And actually, that's accurate because the word that is used there for sin also implies debt, and that's why it's often translated that way. First, we have to be forgiven of our debts. Listen, your debt is so high, there's no way you could ever pay it back the debt of sin. That's why we all have to just basically go chapter 11 spiritually and declare complete bankruptcy and come in total dependence to God who will forgive us. You know, In Colossians 3, it says that Christ canceled the debts that were against us, taking them out of the way, nailing them to the cross. See, the 10 commandments condemns you, it condemns me, we all fall short. And so Jesus took that debt that we owed and he paid it for us. He came to pay a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. So forgive us our debts, our sins, as we forgive those who are indebted to us or have sinned against us. You know, one of my favorite stories is called Les Miserables, written by Victor Hugo, many years ago, actually, and was made into a Broadway show and then later into a movie. So the main character of uh, Les Miserables is Jean Valjean. And he's a good man and he has a sister who's starving along with their children. So he steals a loaf of bread to feed them. He's arrested and he's sent to prison. And eventually he's released from prison, but he can't find employment anywhere. And uh, so he stops communicating with them. He violates Perot and an arresting officer named Gilbert is sent after him. Uh, in the most recent film, Gilbert was played by Russell Crowe, Jean Valjean played by uh, Hugh Jackman. And so Jean Valjean finds shelter in a monastery. And they're very generous to him. They give him a warm meal. They give him a bed. And, uh, and the priest takes, has compassion on Jean Valjean. Well, in the night, Jean Valjean sees these valuable candlesticks. He decides to steal them. And he's arrested immediately, brought back to the monastery. And the priest sees his dilemma. If he is, uh, goes back to prison, he may never get out again. And the priest said, no, I gave those to Jean Valjean. Once the police leave, the priest gives Jean Valjean the two candlesticks he stole that are made out of silver and says to him, you've been spared by God. Now go and make an honest man out of yourself. And in Hugo's book, the priest says, Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil but to good. It is your soul I buy from you and I give it to God. So Jean Valjean has violated parole and he's being hunted by Javert, played by Russell Crowe. And so Hugh Jackman is running from him. So basically, we have Gladiator chasing the Wolverine, right? And uh, they come to a point where Jean Valjean could have killed Russell Crowe, i.e. Jabert, but he chooses not to do it. Jean Valjean establishes a new identity as the mayor of a town. Uh, A girl that worked for him named Fantine is fired, and she turns to prostitution. She has a child as well. She's trying to support this child. The child's name is Cosette, so there on her deathbed, uh, Jean Valjean promises to take care of Cosette, the child of Fantine, the prostitute. And then he raises her up to be a wonderful young woman. But here's the thing, I love this story so much. It's a story of a man who was forgiven, so he forgave. And that's the thing. If we know anything about God's forgiveness, we should be forgiving people. And yet there are people today, Christians even, that are harboring this anger toward other people. And here's the problem. It's eating you up more than it's eating them up. You know, harboring unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and hoping the rat will die. (laughs) It's killing you. It's eating you up inside. So Jesus says, Say to the Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Listen to this. When you forgive someone, you set a prisoner free yourself. You know, there's actually a new field of research that's been developed on the subject of forgiveness, and recent studies suggest that those who do not forgive are more likely to experience high blood pressure, bouts of depression, problems of anger, stress, and anxiety. One expert said there's robust psychological differences between non-forgiving and forgiving people. They said forgiveness isn't giving in to another person, it's getting free of that person. You know, after the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln was asked why he made friends of his enemies. Someone said, you should not make friends of your enemies, you should destroy them. And Lincoln responded, am I not destroying my enemies when I make them my friends? See, this is about being free of it yourself and just letting it go. The quote the great theologian Elsa from the film Frozen, let it go, just let it go, and put it in God's hands. The Bible says, avenge not yourself. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Scripture also reminds us, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. You say, but Greg, they don't deserve forgiveness. Okay, maybe that's actually true. But here's my response, do you deserve forgiveness? Do I? Answer, no we don't. So because I've been forgiven, I want to forgive. Forgiven people are forgiving people.
0: Some good insight on the importance of forgiveness today from Pastor Greg Laurie. And next time, we'll have more of Pastor Greg's insights on seeing our prayers answered. Make sure you join us tomorrow for the finale to Pastor Greg's series on the Lord's Prayer, right here on A New Beginning. This is the day, the day when life Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Secrets to Answered Prayer. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1800 00 50 11 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.